What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. It's uh, November. November, hopefully everybody had a lovely Halloween, if that was your sort of thing, got delicious treats, or, you know, stayed inside and played Xbox like I was doing earlier this morning. Uh, a lot going on, sort of, and whatever. But um, speaking of Xbox, one of the reasons I was playing is I got I got some new headsets sent to me. I, I had previously Turtle Beach X07s, quite like them. I actually used them for many years as my second set of that particular headset. I liked it that much. Um, but Plantronics reached out, reached out and said, hey, we got some new Xbox gaming headsets that uh, we'd love for you to try out. And so they sent over a couple. And so we've got two different versions. We've got the rig... The rig. It's an interesting name, but whatever. Uh, 800LX. 800. So, big thing to know about this bad boy is you notice there's no wires. This is a wireless setup. I've actually got it hooked up currently. You can see there's the little output box for the audio that beams it wirelessly to this headset. And they're right here. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean they're wireless. It, it's I believe these are 150 bucks, so not cheap, but that's about what I was paying for my Turtle Beaches. And, um, I, I mean, they're wireless. <laughs> That's kind of what you need to know. Uh, the mic boom folds up. When you fold it up, it's muted. And when it's down, I'll have a, a much more proper review. I've had these things less than 24 hours. Um, but, I mean, they're wireless headsets. It's great. And then they also sent over the rig. This is where kind of confusing. 500 Pro. And so you would think that the 800LX would be like higher up on maybe like the pricing skew or whatever. Um, but that's not quite how it works because the Rig 500 uh, Pro is actually 200 bucks, I believe. I got to double check all these pricing, but it actually is wired. So, um, yeah. Anyways, the bit, one of the big differences here is this, probably hard to tell, but this is made of uh, much better materials, metal. And so the padding on uh the ear cups is better so it's you know it's pro but it's wired like it's a wire it's a wired headset and same thing with the boom mic and yeah um it's kind of what you need to know and so the audio is so far good i i do prefer the wireless i wish i could get this metal setup in the wireless one of the big things the big differences between the pro and the 800 lx is you probably might be able to hear it Hear that click? That's when that mic goes into muting. And so on the Pro, it's not nearly as high. And on the wireless one here, it's all the way at the top. And so, I don't know, just for quick muting, um, it's the little things that are going to separate these things. So, not cheap, but, um, you know, I, I use these things a lot. And so, we'll, uh, we'll see here. We will see. Uh, give me a couple weeks with those bad boys and probably a lot more of this. A lot of PUBG going on. And there you go. Uh, things happening this week in the world of Microsoft. This one's fascinating to me. Microsoft is putting just about everything they have into Microsoft Teams. They're investing heavily into it. They're making it their premier communication and collaboration platform. And uh, they're also killing support for Windows 10s. So, uh, that's about all you need to know about Windows 10s, is that Microsoft is no longer supporting it with Teams with a native app. You could use use the web app, but uh, yeah. Yeah, that's about all you need to know about Windows 10s and the future of that product. Uh, Microsoft also announced this week 1.5 billion users of Windows. Uh, we've known that number for a while, but they're reiterating it. And basically what this means is that we know that there's roughly 700 million Windows 10 users, which means there's 800 million people not using Windows 10. And I would bet that the 
bulk of those people are probably Windows 7, which means that they need to upgrade their little butts before January of 2020. How many of those 800 million people are going to, or devices I should say are gonna be upgraded? I, I, I bet a, a sizable number, but I can guarantee you not all of them will. And I bet there's gonna be also a sizable chunk. I mean, if 400 million people upgrade to Windows 10, that's great. But then there's still 400 million people not running Windows 10 for Microsoft, and they're going to have that kind of awkward situation where they have a really popular OS like Windows 7, uh, and it's going to be not supported, and something's going to happen, and it's going to get hacked or compromised or virus or whatever. And then all those people are going to be like, well, why didn't Microsoft protect me? And it's, well, they did for 10 years, and now you got to pay the piper. So, yeah. Uh, speaking of paying the piper, Microsoft is 0 for 2 on shipping updates when they said they were going to. Uh, this is the second Windows 10 update of the year. If you remember, the first one shipped a month late. And now 1809, which was supposed to ship in October, is now uh, not quite fully readily available in November because they had that OneDrive issue, then they had a zip file deletion issue. And so 0 for 2 on Windows 10 updates for the year and just kind of caps off that the development process of Windows 10 and the rapid release cycle isn't really working out so well. And I still hope that they reconsider going back to just one update per year because that would uh, hopefully make them hit their targets. So um, here's another one that popped up today. So well, maybe not even today and I forgot to open up the questions tab. Whoops. Anyways, uh, this showed up. So Microsoft has a new patent for a kind of external writing surface for a Surface Pro. Now, there's a lot to unpack here because what they're showing is a Surface Pro form factor with a writing surface on the back of the device. Now, I am pretty sure that this is not what actually Microsoft is intending to build here. I'm quite certain of this. What I actually think that this is showing off, and if you read the description, it's actually showing an external writing surface for the primary display. That's kind of what they're hinting at here in at a high level term. What I actually think this is going to relate to potentially is writing on a trackpad for a, super, a future, maybe potentially Surface Book, maybe even a Surface Laptop, something like that. Because it doesn't really make a lot of sense to put something like this on the back of the Surface Pro. But it would make a lot of sense to put something like this in the trackpad area of a Surface Book. So... Uh, keep that in mind. I could see them putting that Surface Book obviously being the high-end choice for Microsoft, potentially on a laptop too, but this could be one of those differentiating things for Microsoft. And uh, yeah, so keep that in mind as you see this patent floating around the webs. Uh, other things Microsoft doing, you can now run Skype version 8 in a web browser. I'm curious if this becomes one of their primary platform choices or plays or potentially replacing the UWP because it works just like Skype does. I mean, it's it's whatever. It's it's Skype in a browser. It's what you would expect, and that's what you get. And so I, I still wonder what the future of UWP is, and I still think that PWA is going to cannibalize it one day, and I think that's perfectly acceptable. Uh, Mary Jo got a good scoop this week if you like code names. So Microsoft is currently referring to the release that is going to come out in supposedly the spring as 19H1. Now, if you remember, the development portion of Windows, kind of the back-end stuff, is now under Azure. And Azure uses um, different code names. They don't use 19H1, they don't use Redstone, and they don't use all that stuff. They use elements from the periodic chart. And so 19H2, which would be an update that would come out in about a year, is going to be called Vandium. And then... Here's the awkward one, is that the next element on there is Chromium, but Chromium is what Google uses for its browser, and so Microsoft created something called Vibranium. Uh, that's going to be the next codename. These things aren't really 
much of anything, but that's just kind of how Microsoft uh, is going to refer to these updates internally. So if you hear them being tossed around, that is what they are talking about. And so um, that was kind of the big Microsoft stuff. The one big thing, Apple had another good quarter. They sold roughly the same amount of iPhones, you know, upper 40 millions and all that good stuff. But one of the big things Apple announced this week is that they're no longer going to be reporting individual sales of product lines. Microsoft does this, just about every company does this. So basically what they're saying is uh, they're no longer going to tell us how many iPhones, iPads, and Macs they sell. They're going to start bundling them into groups and all that stuff. And so here's my reason why they are doing that. I think Apple is seeing that they are probably at about capacity for how many iPhones they can sell in a quarter. Don't get me wrong. Selling 40 to 50 million iPhones every single quarter of the year is a phenomenal achievement. They are the most valuable company in the world. There is no underselling that they're, the company is incredibly successful. But what I think they're seeing is that that number, that range is probably what's sustainable and it's not going to go maybe much higher or anything else like that because this last quarter i believe they actually beat on revenue but they came up short in units sold and so what i think we're going to see here and we've already known that my, or microsoft apple is jacking up the prices on their macbook air that with like a 200 price markup essentially um, everything is getting like 50 to 100 price bumps and so what i think apple is doing here is they know that they're not going to sell more devices they're just going to sell the same number of devices but at a higher selling price and so they don't want to get bogged down by the fact that they're selling fewer devices but they're making more money i bet their revenue continues to climb but their their sales will be relatively static or flat year over year and um, you can interpret that if the company's doomed they're absolutely not doomed they're making so much money it's it's almost unfathomable how much money they are making um, but I think that's the absolute reason why they are doing that. And so we're going to open up the question thread, which I forgot to do here before this show. And we got a handful of them around. Appreciate it as always. You can always find those questions on throt.com slash forms. Uh, big question up front. SRRLX1986 says, how would you fix the insider program? So that is a very loaded and broad question. And I don't know what you mean by fix. Um, I have really mixed opinions on certain things. For example, the frequency of updates. Is it really beneficial to ship a new build every week? It very well could be. Microsoft knows the answer to that better than I am, but they should absolutely not be shipping a build just for the sake of shipping a build. For example, would they be better off shipping a build on the 15th and 30th of every month and just getting intense feedback on each of those builds, creating a really standard cadence for this stuff? I, I think the, the key to making the insider program more successful than it is, is making everything consistent because we don't really know when builds are going to drop and Microsoft doesn't always know either. They compile one and if it's good, they ship it. If it's not, then they don't. That's great. Um, people love builds all the time, but at the same point, do we need all the builds all the time? And so how would I fix it? I would try to create a more static and, and easy to understand release cadence, whether that means every Thursday a build is going out if one's ready or the 15th and 30th, rather than just random days of the week. Um, as for feedback, that's tough. The feedback on the Insider program is there's too much. I've heard multiple times that they have too much feedback and it gets lost in the noise. That's what happened with the OneDrive issue. And so they're working on sorting through that, but it's tough because you don't want to tell people not to submit feedback, but then you don't, you can't ignore the things that get a lot of upvotes. And if it doesn't have a lot of traction, then it's not going to get visible. And so this kind of goes back to, I think if they were not doing two updates per year, then they could have more time to dig through that feedback and make sure things that are released are rock solid. But um, 
Yeah. And that's, that's, there's no right answer how to fix the feedback pro or feedback, the insider program. I, I just like consistency and cadence. That is my kind of big thing. And that's a personal thing. I'm, I'm very anal about doing things at certain times and making sure that regimented activities happen on schedule. So, uh, RL Baker asks us, what is the state of PWA auto ingestion for the Microsoft store? Do you think we will see this in the next windows update? Uh, I think we will. I think that is still on track for that to be a primary focus. I know they've played around with it and continue to. And I think the next version of Edge is going to have some more stuff along that line. And so I, I think it's going the right way. And I honestly hope that we do see it here um, in the next update. And he also said, thanks, I pre-ordered your book. Well, thank you. Uh, for those who aren't aware, you can go to Beneath a Surface. I will link to it below. I'm writing a book about Surface. And I can tell you this, if you want to know what's happening uh, in 2019 and even a little bit into 2020, um, it's in the book. So there you go. Uh, Martinez V2 says, do you know if Microsoft has plans for the Surface All Access to be offered outside the US? Uh, so here's the challenge with that. Surface All Access, I believe, is actually financed by Dell. And so really, it, it's Microsoft isn't taking the burden here. They're financing it through Dell, like D Dell Financial or whatever it is. And um, so I think it's going to be content on Microsoft finding financial partners abroad that who are willing to take that risk and they have to have the products available. I have not heard specifically if surface all access will expand. My gut tells me that if it is a huge success in the U S it absolutely will. Um, and then his other question, it says, um, it says, how long is it going to take Microsoft to completely convert the old control panel to the new format? He was doing some digging around and ended up in the control panel. I don't think they're going to get rid of that old control panel for safety's sake, right? They clearly put it in the background right now. It's not the easiest thing to drum up right now. Like you, you have to kind of know what you're doing to get there. And I, I think they're just going to leave it there in case they forget something. I mean, what's the overhead of just having it stick around and last cat question ugh, comes from Apache. He says, my Surface Book Gen 1, when unplugged, will sometimes appear to freeze. The screen will start to oversaturate and is completely unresponsive as far as I can tell. After several seconds, the screen will revert to normal and all tapping and up and down mouse it did while it was frozen will reveal that, that only the screen was frozen, not the machine. Ever hear of that? I was hoping this little thing would go after the latest update, but it did not. As a side note, it seems to be happening more frequently when I'm in an area with lower light and does not change, which makes me believe it's an ambient light, light sensor causing this issue. So a couple thoughts here. One, if you haven't already, you might try just resetting the entire machine, just going back to basic and the, the always trusty and faithful of just completely reinstall everything. The other thing you might be able to try too is actually disabling that ambient light sensor. If you turn off auto dimming of the screen and, and make the screen brightness static, I wonder if that will help your issue too. That is something you can definitely try and, and see if that gives you any luck. So folks, it's a shorter show this week. There wasn't a whole lot going on and um, we're heading up into the holiday shopping season where we're going to see a lot of good deals. We're going to have Black Friday here and well, about a three and a half, four weeks. We got Thanksgiving coming up. Microsoft has played its card with all of its uh, hardware. Apple has now played all of its card cards. I think November will be a little bit slower in terms of like hardware announcements, clearly compared to last month, which was crazy because you had two Apple events um, relatively close together. You had a Google event, you had a Microsoft event, you had a OnePlus event, you had all sorts of things from everybody. And so, yeah. Here we are, folks. Uh, have yourselves a wonderful weekend, and we'll catch you right back here next time on the Sam's Report.